Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Palmer. Our guest coaches business professionals to become authors of high-impact nonfiction books that will establish them as experts in their fields, increase their credibility, help attract a following, and expand their business. When your book is finished, you can take each chapter and repurpose it to create other revenue-producing products that include seminars, workshops, online training, podcasts, and online courses. The owner of two book-related businesses, The Book Professor and Stonebook Publishing, and an award-winning non-fiction publishing house. Please help me in welcoming Coach of the Year for 2023 from New World Report, Nancy Erickson, The Book Professor. The Book Professor, encouraging other people to write their books, and she took her own advice and wrote one herself, Stop Stalling and Start Writing. Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. Thank you, Jennifer. You know, I just got a notification that I was just awarded the 2023 award for best book coach by the U.S. News Foundation. Oh my gosh. So I'm really happy I started off with a really good day and I'm like, let's do this. Let's tell writers how they can stop stalling, whatever these excuses are that are coming up. And you know, you need to write a book. You've had that in you for a long time. You do believe that everybody has a story in them and that everybody could write a book. And your book actually addresses a lot of the challenges that we maybe face in looking through the option of writing a book to just make actually make the decision a lot of times the hardest part is making the decision to do that because you've got all this stuff rattling around in your head maybe you have um, a business book that you want to write that will increase your credibility and establish you an expert or maybe you're um, kind of like me and i think like you jennifer and that you're an overcomer of Mm -hmm. things and that you've overcome some things in your life and you Just want today, to actually and if you're an overcomer maybe you found that when you were at that point in your life there was no help there so you want to write a book that will offer hope and help and just kind of pull people up who are struggling you know and one of the things we talked about was how do you actually figure out your calendar and you know, know how to organize your your life and your time to write a book. And I was sharing just how busy like life has become and how chaotic things can be. And just taking a look at, you know, how do you really actually get to the point of making room for this? Yeah. To write yeah. A book? yeah, we really advocate for, I mean, this isn't a new concept for a lot of people, but time blocking, which is blocking time on your calendar for a certain activity. And with our writers, we, we have a fixed amount of time for them to write their first draft. And it's, it's 14 weeks in order for them to get everything finished in that amount of time. We encourage them to block off time on their calendar. And some people will say to me, well, should I write an hour a day or what? And I'm like, well, yeah, I just, that doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. I, if I'm writing an hour a day, it takes me quite a bit of time to jump in and get my full self involved in the material. And by the time I do that, I only have about 40 minutes left, right. To get the rhythm going. 
what works best for me and, and our, our other writers that we've worked with is to at least have two hour chunks. And I can't sustain myself for longer than two hours if I'm writing or if I'm editing another book. And I always tell our editors, do not work on a project more than two hours at a time. Because that law of diminishing returns, you're not as fresh, you're not as good, it's not as interesting as it was when you first started. So I find that for our writers, when we suggest that they block a block of time, a couple hours, several times a week, that's usually the best way to go about it. It's more efficient that way. Well, you have actually implemented this yourself where you block time and there's a certain time of the day that you actually prefer to write and that you had, you shared some reasons around that. Yeah. Well, I'm a morning person. And so the best time for me is in the morning when I, you know, I have a little morning routine I go through, but when I come to my office, which is a very short commute from upstairs, <laughs> um, the first thing I do when I have a writing project is to do that. Like I don't open emails particularly before that because it'll take me off in a direction where I, you know, it just fractures my concentration and it kind of intrudes on my creativity. And I always think I have to answer things immediately. So before I even open my email, I do the thing that I am intending to do, which is either to write or edit. And that works really well for, a lot of our clients, there's a lot of things that will distract you from actually mm -hmm. sitting down and writing a lot. And well, so and there's intrusion on your thoughts as well. You know, totally. opening up an e email would definitely derail any thought I had happening. <laughs> exactly. You know, and talk about cutting into your creativity. You know, mm -hmm. it just is, it's, you know, electronic stuff. Of course, we are writing on computers, but a lot of electronic intrusions that, you know, if you don't silence your phone and shut your email off, you're, you know, you're just fractured all day. And we know now more about how multitasking is a myth. Yes. You know, it's good to give yourself fully to the thing before you. So that's, that's what, you know, we suggest. And then we're strictly working with nonfiction, so I, I wouldn't know what to do with fiction, but there's just a certain way of ingratiating yourself toward your audience because in nonfiction, there's there's a point to what you're writing. And in order to, for people to learn from you, they really need to get to know you. And I mean, people, you can't just tell people what to do anymore. That doesn't work for, well, as you know, if you have kids, that doesn't work. It helps build credibility, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. It so I try to demonstrate that and stop stalling and start writing. And it's a technique that we teach our writers as well. Well, then you also have a process that you used yourself to write, stop stalling and start writing which is called, it's a map, but a, a book map. Right. That's true. So there's actually two of them. One is how to tell your own personal story. Mm. And what you kind of teased out of me a few minutes ago was my story. And, um, you know, it's a little, I won't say I have a checkered past, but I have a past that when I was starting out as a young person, I didn't know what, what, what it was all going to reveal. So really, you want to ingratiate yourself toward your reader and they need to get to know you before they can learn anything from you. So 
following my own process, I talk about, you know, some things that I went through myself. So as you know, Jennifer, this, I'm in my third marriage and that was never my plan, but my first husband, we've been married for 22 years. And then when, um, our youngest daughter was a senior in high school, just graduating. 22 years. That's a long time. To yeah. Know. Well, I found out my husband had this whole secret life, mm. totally incompatible with marriage to me anyway. And so, um, you know, we split up and that was a very traumatic thing. Cause I got married when I was, I'd been married over half my life at that point. I got married really young and then I married another man and that was, a total mistake. Oh, but in between there, when I got divorced, I started drinking and I hadn't done that in the past. And it turns out I'm an alcoholic. And so I drank alcoholically for about three years. And, um, Oh, it was good that you caught it soon. Yeah. Yeah. There's you know, a lot of people that go a really long time before they actually, I was themselves. very, very blessed unfortunate. We have a lot of alcoholism in our family. So it was when I finally was ready to recognize it in myself, I wanted to do something about it. So I put myself in a 12 step program and haven't had a drink since then. And that was 17 years ago. Oh, but during that time I had this mistake marriage and that's what alcohol will do to you. It causes you to make some mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, turns out the guy that I married about a week after we got married, became really abusive verbally and emotionally and spiritually. And I tried over the years several times to get away from him. And it, it just, I don't know, I ended up going back and such. But anyway, so to my great delight, which is a really weird word to use in this situation, uh, one day the FBI came and raided for child pornography and I was oh. delighted. Not really, but it was such a relief that now I could really get away from this guy forever. And so, um, and of course, you know what we talked, we've talked about the breach of trust and the trauma yeah. that comes with certain life situations that you didn't cause. And Jennifer, I, I felt really ashamed about mm, both of those marriage situations for a while. And then I stopped, mm. thought, I didn't do anything. No, that is not my shame. In each case, when I became aware of the, the, the violation, I got out. Mm. And so, um, you know, a lot of our writers have stories of some traumatic things that happened in their life or they're, addicted or yeah. they're, you know, and I just, I can relate to them because I've been through it, but we encourage our writers to share their human moments with their readers so that they know that, okay, I'm just like you. I just might be a few steps ahead and can reach back and help you and pull you up. And well, so you're not, you're not a stranger to challenges. And when it comes to writing a nonfiction book, it can get quite personal. And there are actually, like you address this in, in Stop Stalling and Start Writing, where, you know, people are concerned about whether or not they're going to hurt other people and right. whether or not they're going to finish. And right. if, you know, if they start and get stuck, because um, 
you know, maybe it is the, the emotions and the, sometimes uh, the trauma and the triggers, sometimes stuff comes up that we aren't actually consciously aware of. And that, that can happen. That can happen. But you know what, when you get, start the process and we, you know, we help you through these things, but also we give you a structure for you to tell your story. Mm -hmm. So there's some boundaries there. And, um, many, many of our writers find that if, if they have a story that has trauma as its base, when they finally tell their story their way and they aren't defined by what other people have done or said about them or whatever, they come out so victorious yeah. and they're, they're a, an incredible help to others who might be in that same situation. So I encourage people to get your book, Stop Stalling and Start Writing, because you actually take people through, you address many of the concerns and you help them go through what the process would be. But they can also go to your website, The Book Professor, and schedule yeah. a coaching call with you. Oh, yeah. And I love that. You know, all the time we're forming these cohorts of about five people who were writing our books together and working together. Each one's doing their individual book, but we're contributing to each other's success. And so if you go to thebookprofessor.com, there's a link across the top that says schedule a call with Nancy. And then, mm -hmm. then we're going to have a little 30 minute video chat over Zoom. So yeah, I'd love hearing people's book ideas. I would love to hear what you're thinking about writing and let you know how I think it would, um, turn into something that would actually be a professional book product where you can offer others hope and help. There's, that's beautiful. You also have the marketing moment that you do. You, you bring your community together outside of actually writing the book and that coaching process. So it's um, sometimes you bring in, like you brought, me and oh, I always bring in a guest and you were such a good one because we do um, what we do is we help people write books. And then I own a publishing house, Stonebrook Publishing, where we would publish nonfiction books. Yeah. What we don't do is book marketing. So I, I like to work with partners like you, Jennifer, who can help people. I mean, it's things don't end when the book is finished and published. You want to get it into the hands of those readers who would most benefit. So um, like twice a month now, we're doing a marketing moment that will help my our community to just be better marketers and get their ideas out there. Excellent. So we can follow you on social to find out more information about that as well. Yeah. And I believe you have um, your marketing moment, the dates and times and all that fun stuff or and what's coming next is available on Eventbrite. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yep. Okay. Wonderful. So All right. they're always on Tuesdays at noon central time. So we'd love to have you as a guest again. You know, oh my gosh. <laughs> After all your life settles down a little bit. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I see what you've got coming up. There's a lot around podcasting, which is definitely something I, I can tell. Yeah. yeah. You're an expert in that area. Well, well and, but the benefit for, writers and not not just after they've written the book but before they've written the book so they get started talking do you yeah, know ahead and can, can position themselves exactly 
Yeah. Do you encourage your your writers to get their social belt and then start? Oh, yeah, we definitely do. In the very for, in the very beginning, we talk to them about who is their target market mm-hmm. and how will they reach that target market. We've got some exercises that we take them through, and we talk to them about social platforms and how to start building that so that when their book is ready there, I, I just don't want anybody hanging out on the street corner begging somebody buy my book. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You want to, you want to prime the pump before you get there. That's, that's a great analogy from the pump. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us today? Well, I just think that, you know, a lot of people think about writing the book or maybe it's a fleeting thought or maybe you've given it further thought than that, but All you have to have is an idea to get started. That's it. And the process we take you through will help you to develop that idea, to structure it into a a format where you can tell your story and, you know, offer your message to your readers. Yeah, you just have to have an idea to get started. So, you know, hop over on to my website and let's have a chat about what you're thinking about. Absolutely. Book that coaching call, get her book, stop stalling, start writing, get to know Nancy better, take in a marketing moment. (laughs) Thanks so much for your time today. You're welcome. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and share. And we always love reviews. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you, Visibility Pod for all your services and management of our podcast. This episode is sponsored by Visibility Podcasts. Connect with Visibility Pod about visibility strategy coaching, podcast tours, podcast production, platform building, content creation, and distribution. Your online presence matters. Mention this author interview to receive a discount. Get the help you need today. Email visibilitypodcasts at gmail.com. That's V-I-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at gmail.com.